podcasters have been listening for free for too long. You owe us something. Well, okay. Listen, a lot of you have said, hey, guys, I'd be willing to subscribe and pay X per week or per month for the podcast. And you know why we don't charge? Because we're stupid. Because we're stupid. But anyway, why don't you think about what would you be willing to pay per month for the Armstrong and Getty show? And then instead of giving it to us, give it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Donate it and help our uh, our warriors who are in their time of greatest need. you got this organization that is all volunteers, and they do fabulous, beautiful, beautiful work helping our guys. So just go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate. It's that simple. Listeners of the Armstrong and Getty Show will get this. Dominic's ghost has contributed $50 to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Thanks, Dom. Dominic's ghost. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, Brandon, the breaking news donkey with 100 bucks. I'm sorry. I'm not going to mention that one. It's only $10. We have a $20 cover charge for getting your wacky name mentioned. Um, uh, we're trying to raise a half a million dollars. It's possible for the first time ever. Well, it's the first time I've ever really been nervous that we're not going to reach a goal. And I really want to hit that goal uh, because it's important. And uh, and we're trying to send a whole bunch of people home for Christmas. We'll explain explain that uh, a little more coming up because we're going to punish you with a mini goal coming up in a few minutes. You can't see it, but I'm rubbing my hands together like, uh, like Mr. Burns. We're going to let Sean talk about video games until we hit a certain number. That's coming up in here in just a little bit. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, the House Judiciary Committee, managed by one Gerald the Neck Nadler, uh, was uh, beginning the, I guess, the the real rubber-meets-the-road part of the House's uh, impeachment process. This is the committee that's going to draw up the articles of impeachment. And so they began with hearing number one, hearing from four legal scholars, three of them called by the Democrats, one by the Republicans, to talk about, you know, whether what the president did reaches impeachable, the impeachable threshold, or just to talk about impeachment in general. What's really odd about it, well, there are a number of things odd about it, but one of them is that now nobody's sure what happens, to, you know, now. I mean, they had that little session, which was just, all right. Um, but now the Republicans aren't sure what's next. What's our next hearing? When is it? Who are we going to talk to? How does How is this going to work? Nobody knows. Hmm. Well, that explains why I can't find the information then. Yes, it is. It wishes it was half-assed. But at any rate, uh, we can play a number of clips from the the scholars um, and, and what they thought about the impeachment thing. Um, it... it I watched hours of it yesterday because I like that sort of thing. But it was, listen, you can get an attorney to argue anything and to argue it forcefully. And these legal scholars are merely attorneys. As Tim Sandifer has pointed out, the vast majority of the law schools in our country are now way, way left. I mean, disturbingly, un-Americanly left. And we saw some of their, uh, you know, their greatest exemplars yesterday including uh, an angry woman named uh, Pamela Carlin, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch lookalike. Which one was he? I think he was um, Noah Feldman, is that right? He did look like Benedict Cumberbatch. The guy from the University of Northern North Carolina who was there, but he wasn't allowed to speak much because he wasn't from Harvard or Stanford. And then you had the fabulous Jonathan Turley, 
who is no fan of Trump at all, not a fan of the phone call, but said, y'all are taking this way too lightly. Uh, Jack, do you have any favorite clips you'd like to play? I'd, I wouldn't mind leading off with the horrific uh, Pamela Carlin. Fantastic. Hey, uh, Positive Sean, I noticed there in Impeachment 5, you've got the, the statement and then the hours later apology is one clip. Can we stop it after the sure the first part? Yeah, let's do that. Here's, here's one of the things this virulent anti-Trumper said. Contrary to what uh, President Trump has said, Article 2 does not have, give him the power to do anything he wants. And I'll just give you one example that shows you the difference between him and a king, which is the Constitution says there can be no titles of nobility. So while the president can name his son Baron, he can't make him a Baron. Hey, now. All right. So what is that? Some social justice warrior at some rally? What was that? That was an alleged leading light of law. What, who was she? Is she the Harvard gal or she Stanford? The, Stanford, I right? Yeah, yeah, right. She was Stanford. Um, that was just rally talk. That was rally political talk, and it dragged the president's boy into it, which was not cool at all. Well, if you, I mean, that was angry social justice warrior. We're justified because we're the resistance talk. Well, if you want an idea of what her point of view on Donald Trump is, this is her speaking somewhere at some point, not not yesterday. Yeah, so I, I, I was struck, I, you know, I came in from the airport yesterday and I got off the bus from Dulles down at L'Enfant Plaza and I walked up to the hotel and as I was walking past what used to be the old post office building and is now the Trump Hotel, this, which I had to cross the street, of course. Um, but um, Are you staying there? God, no. <laughs> Never. Never. Someone, okay. someone who has to cross the street if they're near a Trump building. <laughs> and this is the leading light of, of scholarship and jurisprudence we're supposed to trust. Please. What a friggin' joke. Hey, I do want to hear her, her apology. Uh, Sean, the second half of clip number five, please. A baron. I want to apologize for uh, what I said earlier about the president's son. It was wrong of me to do that. I wish the president would apologize, obviously, for the things that he's done that's wrong. But I do regret having said that. Oh, what a biatch. I'm telling you. I wish that was a carefully orchestrated line that you she she was asked, you know, about Article two. She went to a lot of trouble to get that line off. That was premeditated. That was her big line. Right. And uh, we talked about this with uh, Mark Halpern uh, on our podcast um, who wrote the book How to Beat Trump, and, and one of the things on How to Beat Trump would be if, if everybody would stop playing his game. If you have the facts on your side, if he's actually the monster that you're making him out to be and you've got the legal arguments to back it up, do that. Making fun of his son's name is a Trump-like maneuver that only makes people who are Trump supporters or even kind of Trump supporters more dug in. If you believe he is a monstrous dictator who's trying to ruin this country, then just make those solid facts you believe you've got on your side and don't play that game. For instance, uh, clip number three, this is Professor Michael Gerhardt. If what we're talking about is not impeachable, then nothing is impeachable. This is precisely the misconduct that the framers created a constitution, including impeachment, to protect against. 
And and fair enough. He's he's a, an intelligent man. He's a man, you know, of education. And the rest of it. That is his point of view. The problem is that that line has been played over and over again in the media as if he is some sort of all-knowing sage. No, that that is the question. Is this? the sort of thing that we get rid of a president for. He believes it is. Great. But that's the question in front of us. All you've done is introduce a caller to a talk radio show who happens to be a professor who says, oh, yeah, yeah, it was bad what he did, and we ought to toss him out. Well, there you got right next to him a different caller, Jonathan Torley, who's got every, every bit the qualifications, saying, hey, I disagree. I don't think you guys approve the case at all. So what did yesterday do? What was that? Uh, let's do a little turly. Um, yeah, how about uh, number one? I'm concerned about lowering impeachment standards to fit a paucity of evidence and an abundance of anger. I believe this impeachment not only fails to satisfy the standard of past impeachments, but would create a dangerous precedent for future impeachments. Well, that also gets to um, the whole bipartisan nature and, you know, the, the sort of uh, high crime misdemeanor that that both parties say, yeah, this is too much, which so far has never happened in our nation's history, um, where we'd actually take it all the way through impeachment and boot somebody out. This was Gerald Nadler's view on it during the Clinton impeachment back when he was involved as a House member then. Um, who now runs the Judiciary Committee. There must never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment substantially supported by one of our major political parties and largely opposed by the other. Such an impeachment would lack legitimacy, would produce divisiveness and bitterness in our politics for years to come. That's pretty rich. So, folks... Do you have any doubt left in your mind how contemptuous and distrustful you should be of politicians? Does that not sweep all, you know, lack of clarity away? Do you get it now? Are, Do you get how capable these people are of just outright hypocrisy? Now, there are plenty of clips of Republicans, some of them still in office, making arguments about how important character is during the Clinton impeachment that don't seem to be as worried about it now. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. But here's the guy who's the freaking guy running the show <laughs> currently. He's the guy running the whole Judiciary Committee and the whole Articles of Impeachment thing who said last go-around, you can't have it narrow, you can't have one party that would just be disastrous for the country. Perfectly happy now with it being 100% um, a partisan going forward. Yeah, hey, I want to hear clip number six. I wish it was longer, but go ahead, hit it. I would argue it's not a fast impeachment. It's a predetermined impeachment. Predetermined impeachment done in the most unfair partisan fashion we have ever seen. Jim Jordan, during the hearing, he made the case. He mentioned the, uh, the the talk of impeachment before the president was inaugurated. The fact that articles of impeachment or, or a vote to uh, have a hearing was introduced like the day after he was inaugurated. The the various uh, people present and not present Congress people who had advocated for impeachment over. And he threw in the the usual list, the Emoluments Clause, Russian collusion, uh, obstruction of justice in the Mueller report, the rest of it. And, you know, he did a pretty good job of pointing out, look, you people have just been casting about for what to impeach on. You've been talking about it since literally day one. What are you doing? 
Well, and that's why the polls are stuck where they are, because I think people will realize what's happening, and uh, we're going to do an election. That's how we're going to determine this. We've got yeah. more on this coming up a little bit later, but we need to leave plenty of time for Sean's ramblings about <laughs> video games. Because I will filibuster the F out of this next segment. So we, oh. we, we are going to uh, set a mini goal here for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, and we're going to punish you until you uh, the, the, the squeeze open your wallet and donate a little money. We've done this in the past, and it's been very successful. I don't like this idea. I'm against it. I I just feel so bad. I'm the soft parent. I'm the soft-hearted parent. You're against punishing listeners? (laughs) I don't want to take away dessert. (laughs) So this this is on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Do a really quick pitch about what Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is. What is it really quickly? Uh, Jacket is an organization that helps our young fighters when they are most in need, seriously injured, returning home from war. Sean is actually stretching to get ready for this. With immediate medical and emotional needs, uh, guys suffering from post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, uh, guys getting physical therapy and operation after operation. They're there for them with everything from transitional housing to career help to tuition help to new prosthetics. It's just, it, it, it meets these guys where they are, figures out what it's going to take to get them back on track to have a happy life after they've sacrificed for us so much. Yeah, it is not only a good charity, it is our duty to support this sort of thing, and it's among the best charities that exist anywhere in terms of uh, being efficient and using your money properly. Oh, yeah. and all Highest that sort of rating stuff. from every rating agency. So we absolutely love Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We're trying to raise a half million dollars in a week. That might have been a little aggressive. I hope not. We've never failed to meet a goal um, because of you, the the listening base we've got. Um, we're currently at $235,000. Now, we've done this in the past. It's the carrot and stick approach. This is the stick part. We're going, oh, no. We're going to let Sean talk about video games, and he gets to keep talking about video games until we hit $245,000. We need to raise $10,000, or Sean's just going to keep talking about video games. No, no, no. Why would we do that to people we like? So go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate. Armstrongandgetty.com. It takes what? It took Marshall 60 seconds to donate, so who knows how long, how fast you can do it. Please go now. Start now. Please go now. Go ahead, Sean. Begin. All right. Well, big times in the Chateau Relaxo as I'm preparing for the League of Legends Clash Tournament with some of my internet friends. Uh, this is similar to like the Hoop It Up thing where you just get together with friends and you compete in a, a I'm, tournament I'm, style. I'm already disinterested. Uh, That's so amazing. I wouldn't care if I was there. The new <laughs> Season 10 is here, which brought a lot of changes. We are currently in the preseason. We're experiencing them. Some of those changes, the uh, largely changing in the jungle role, oh, right. the jungle that I give play. 20, give 20 bucks. Give 50 bucks. Give whatever you can we're give. Give 1000 please. We're at almost 240 already, so, so we're the, getting close. The, the biggest difference is, is now it's prioritizing or favoring farming 
heavy junglers rather than the gank heavy junglers of seasons past. Yes. This means people like Lee Sin, Jay Force, not necessarily <laughs> Jay, Jay Allen Schaffner in with eleven hundred dollars. Thank oh, you thanks, very much. Jay. We just thanks, need dude. to we're in about two forty. We need five thousand dollars to get Sean to stop talking about video. So games. that means I get to keep playing the, the farm heavy junglers that I like. We're talking Shivana, Amumu, the sad mummy of Summoner's Rift. You got Olaf. God, somebody tase him. Nocturne. What the so, hell are you talking so about? So the biggest one of the bigger changes after that is the, the pivot <laughs> towards getting closer. Any, please, lane. anybody with $100, please, $100 to our wounded fighters. These kids, oh, my God, they're such great kids, Armstrong. and they need so much. Armstrong. They're in a tough spot. Armstrongandgetty.com. You're really going to want to prioritize those dragons right on spawn. you got to try to ping your teammates to get there. If you can solo the dragon, that helps, but expect oh, the God. other team to collapse on you and make your life difficult. Oh, the now they're dragons. Oh, oh, yeah, the dragons there. Sake. Elemental dragons. Get when a you girlfriend. Get, when you, after you get the third dragon spawn of the map, that enables you to capture the dragon oh, soul. Please, oh, can, do you have $10 dragon. to give? 10 even. Please. Get a girlfriend. And the dragon soul, I feel, is the new uh, flavor of the month win condition. It, I think it's replaced and usurped the barren buff of Seasons Pass. We're so at about 240. Wanna... The problem is whenever we do this, the website always crashes because it can't take the donations as fast. We're at 240. Well, then get, build a backup website, whatever and, it takes. And these new large monster jungle, the Baron and the Dragon, these really favor my Amumu jungler pick because he does percent health damage. That's right. He's a magic dealing. I, I think that may be racist, by the way, what you're saying there. In I don't the jungle, know. he's a tanky guy. He has hard initiation for the team fights in the late game that you're going to want to really secure he, those victories on Just enter your credit card number slowly so you don't <laughs> screw up. I know you haste makes waste. Don't get nervous and, and, and off put by Sean and be too hurried. He could be, we're at two forty three. We just had a thousand dollars come in from a Mark. Although it's going so fast, I can't keep up. Mark, come on, Lucci. Thousand bucks, two thousand dollars from Melinda Hoff. We're at Thanks, Linda. Three. We're so close. Now, Shivana, the Dragon Lady herself, has really benefited from this pivot towards Dragon importance. Oh, my oh shut up! Bonus damage to dragons. She gets additional please, damage. Just, oh, wait, hold on, just, my music please, stopped. twenty, num- twenty more dollars. Please, we're surely so we're there. Close. So the more dragons oh, she gets, she stacks the the bonuses stacked oh. on top of one another, making her even stronger and stronger the more she gets. But if my, you were talking about brain surgery, I'd have a better idea what you were talking about. My favorite new jungler in this... 244-122, we're so close. To play in this Season 10 preseason is Olaf, uh, the Viking gone mad. Now, I prefer the Broloff skin on that, so he, you know, he, he, he's, he's very frat boy I'm certain that's racist. He's got a you and Tim Ryan bro. need to be suspended. <laughs> Voice lines and his ability to lifesteal and the addition of the new uh, item, the Sanguine Blade. We've got to take blade. a break. We've got to take a break. <laughs> we're going to continue this if we don't reach it, but we're just like $300 short. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, we made it! 245! Oh, my goodness! Yes. Well, there is a God! There is a God, and He loves us! Refresh the total there, because uh, we, we, we continued to bring in money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station after Sean got done talking about video games, and uh, everybody was scrambling to try to get him to stop. That's how we punished you. Um, we always get texts from either people that are uh, annoyed by it, amused by it, or people that are actually into video games and really impressed with your detailed knowledge. <laughs> well, I spend a lot of my life playing them. <laughs> I would explain that. 
So we'll do a, a, an update here and a little bit later in the program. We're going to talk to somebody who's really benefited from Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, and you'll learn more, of, uh, you know, why you should donate. Well, yeah, and, and Jack, you know what? It occurred to me. I think you and I ought to just tell the folks what we saw who we met, what our impressions were when we toured Freedom Station for the first time. You know? Get away from kind of the the formal copy points and just just explain why we're so... Um, excited to uh, excited about dedicated to this organization that's and, a good idea. and the miracles they do. That's a good idea. Maybe we can do that. Yeah, coming up. That that that's a real good idea because I know it made an impression on me. Oh my God! Did yeah. we mention the the latest total? No. What is the latest total? Gladys. Two hundred fifty-six thousand two hundred three dollars. Oh, awesome! Wow. Hey, hey, I tell you what, I. I'm not proud of a lot that uh, has anything to do with the radio show. It's mostly a source of shame. <laughs> um, but to to have any association with a group of people as generous and patriotic as uh, the ANG universe, you people, you really you make me proud. Yeah. So you know, or it, at least it diminishes the shame. So thank you very much for your generosity. News now with Marshall Phillips. Uh, Moving ahead, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi with a heavy heart says she is telling Judiciary Chair Jerry Nadler to move forward with articles of impeachment against President Trump. With confidence and humility, with allegiance to our founders, and a heart full of love for America, today I am asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment. Why is Miley Cyrus talking about impeachment? <laughs> Did Nancy Pelosi take up a smoking habit, or what, what is going on there? Jack, she's been crying. Didn't you hear? Oh, that's right. Yes, she's with so a sad. tearful heart. Yeah. She's prayerful. She's sad. She's yes. taking this seriously. I tell you what, I hope she doesn't croak before she writes the Bearing All Honest book, where she talks about after, you know, and listen, she and I agree on practically nothing. She, I believe she is a, a vampire that flies the countryside at night, sinking her fangs into the arteries of young virgins. She's evil. But she's a very smart lady, and I'd love to hear her talk about how, you know, after having built this career and becoming a master of legislating and fundraising and the rest of it, she's confronted with this cabal of young lunatics who just have no grasp of reality and are demanding from before the time the guy's inaugurated that he has to be impeached. Democrat, how she's trying to handle it. Democrats charging toward a Christmas time vote on removing the 45th president. Meanwhile, President Trump tweeting this morning, quote, The do-nothing Democrats had a historically bad day yesterday in the House. They have no impeachment case, and they're demeaning our country. But nothing matters to them. They've gone crazy. Therefore, I say, if you are going to impeach me, do it now, fast, so we can have a fair trial in the Senate and our country can get back to business. Let let me read this text just because we get plenty of texts uh, on how we're um, um, soulless Trump hacks willing to support anything the evil man does. Here's another text we got. Maybe you'd get more donations for Warrior Foundation if you hadn't driven away all your patriotic listeners by essing on Trump for the past three years, passing on hoax after hoax as if it's legitimate news. So as you can see... Oh, so this person hates us because we're so anti-Trump. Exactly. And we get uh, we get that also, which is just... It's a no-win situation in the modern era. 
On another matter, more U.S. troops could be headed to the Middle East. ABC News is saying the White House is weighing the possibility of sending thousands more troops to the region to deter Iranian uh, provocations. And a U.S. official saying the idea of sending more troops has been in the works for months. It is more likely now, given the threat from Iran last week, yet a U.S. Navy destroyer reportedly seizing a vessel with missile parts headed to Iranian-backed rebels in Yemen. And yesterday, the New York Times said Iran has been using Iranian-backed militias to smuggle short-range ballistic missiles into Iraq. I meant, you know, to, I meant to read that New York text. Times story um, uh, about how Iran has been using the dysfunction in Iraq to really take over that area and uh, to their own benefit. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a troubling area of the world. You know, I was thinking about how there's been a, a momentary decline in the number of our young service people who are badly injured, um, you know, traumatic brain injury and, and PTS and, and the rest of it. Um, but, you know, I'm old enough, I've seen the world enough to know it's a momentary decline. There will be more conflicts. We still have guys in harm's way, too, by the way, and, and they're every bit as deserving of all the help we can give them, but there will be another one, man. There, there we go. We're sending more troops to confront Iran. Yeah, here's the headline in the New York Times. Iran has used the chaos in Iraq to build up a hidden arsenal of missiles, which could threaten U.S. Tri- troops and allies, officials say. Oh, boy. That's uh, oof. world keeps spinning. And, and you know who ain't going to put up with that? Saudi Arabia. So you got a full-on war. All right, my friends, stay away from the romaine. The FDA expanding its warning about tainted lettuce from Central California now linked to over 100 illnesses in 23 states. The FDA is saying the new number more than doubles the magnitude of an ongoing E. coli outbreak connected to romaine lettuce grown in California's Salinas Valley. This is sick enough. Why is it always romaine? Why is that the, the the lettuce that always seems to be tainted? Is somebody going around pooping on romaine lettuce? But iceberg lettuce, poop-free. Romaine, sure? the go-to Arugula. lettuce. <laughs> go-to lettuce for E. coli. Anyway, the agency's asking people, check the labeling on your lettuce. I, I've never done that. This <laughs> just story, don't have E. coli label. <laughs> I, I've never done that. This story yeah. happens so often. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't pay any attention. I just eat the lettuce in my fridge. There Wash it. That's your news. I'm Marshall. Wash wash what? The lettuce. (laughs) Put it in your dishwasher. (laughs) I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The Liberty Bell reminding us of what we cherish in this country, Jack, which is liberty. And bells. <laughs> Coming together finally. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Bells. Some of us cherish liberty. Some of us want to be sheep on the government's uh, ranch. Huh? Sheep Not on the me, government's baby. ranch. Hell no. That's right. Justin Timberlake has apologized for holding hands with his co-star. Have you been following this scandal? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Justin Timberlake is one of the good guys. He is—he uh, seems to be, and uh, you, know, you never really know these people. But like a, a serious, I'm in love with my wife. His his wife's famous too, right? Jessica, Jessica Biel. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jessica Biel. Jessica yeah. Biel. Yeah. And um uh and, and a good guy, and you know, father and all that sort of stuff. But uh, pictures came out of him holding hands at a bar with his co-star, who. Plays his lover in the movie they're filming right now. Danger, danger. Young hottie, and uh, you've talked about that before, Joe, the whole um, actors and actresses, and if you play the certain role. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you're intentionally getting those brain chemicals going so you can, you know, do a better job of portraying the character. And you're there physically, and you got pheromones going. You just the, the feel, the smell of another human being. It's it's a danger. I know my wife and her Facebook friends were disappointed to see this because Justin Timberlake's kind of seen as a good guy and good husband and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, a picture came out of him holding hands. He originally said, no, we we're just messing around. I don't know what happened, but at some point... Uh, it got worse, and he uh, came out yesterday and said, I displayed a strong lapse in, in judgment. I had drank way too much. Uh-oh. And, uh, yeah, so he's he, yeah, so he's, he's copping to getting really drunk. Apparently, uh, they're sitting next to each other, laughing, having a good time. She puts her hand on his leg. Then he starts holding hands with her and puts it, you know, you've, you've, I've been on both yeah. ends of that routine yeah. and how that whole thing starts. and. So, yeah. Yeah, when you're hammered, yeah. Yeah, just all the priorities get upside down. Uh, And just hours earlier, you were staring into each other's eyes and making out. Right. On a, on a, on a, in a bed, probably. Half yeah. clothed for most, a movie. The most beautiful people in America going off to exotic locations, reading professionally written romantic material to each other over and over again. How does this happen Yeah, all the, time? the best <laughs> bet would probably be don't sit next to each other while you're drinking at the bar later that same day. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, wow. we'll see how it turns out. It ain't a line of work made for fidelity. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem to work out that way anyway. No. Uh, did no. we mention Steve Warner gave a thousand bucks just now to uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station? We love it. But where me where my whales be at? The big whales. I mean, the giant whales could swallow an entire boat. Those kind of whales. <laughs> Come on. You got millions of dollars in the bank. You can't carve out ten grand. You'll never miss it. You'll be proud of it. Come on. Come on, whales. PG&E Contribution Division for Gavin Newsom donated $25. Appreciate that. Jack's Canadian nice. Tuxedo chipping in for 25 bucks. <laughs> Sunburn Perineum, $50. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Wayne Messam's mom donated money. <laughs> That's a little bit of an inside joke. Uh, to donate the entirety of his last quarter of uh, fundraising money. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have mentioned that one. That's under the limit of getting mentioned. We do have a $20 yeah. oh, cover yeah. charge for funny... Donation names, uh, but we do need the and they add up. All the money adds up, and if twenty bucks is your donation, that's absolutely fine. But where my whales be at? Come on, you big whale! What's the kind of whale that's got like the brush for teeth and it just sucks in so the tiny a dolphin? You know, sper- <laughs> a sperm a whale, Jack, a humpback, the blue, the fin whale is the, No, that's a shark. <laughs> the fin whale, I believe, is the second largest uh, brand of whale after the blue. Anyway, uh, go to armstrongandgetty.com. It's super easy to donate. And more on Warrior Foundation coming up a little bit later on the Armstrong and Getty Show. According to a new study, the average person will watch 78,000 hours of TV. Half of those hours are from watching The Irishman, they said. (laughs) You know, I've kind of gotten hooked on the David Spade show. I watch it in chunks on YouTube videos, but that is a good show. It is really entertaining. It's got such a cool vibe, and the fact that they don't talk about partisan politics is just so, like, weirdly refreshing. There's nobody there playing that game. It's just awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I love that idea. That used to be virtually all of life, yeah, Jack. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, my gosh, get a hobby. <clears throat> I remember back in the day, uh, back when the Internet was mostly email, and just everybody was kind of new to it. It was the heyday. I guess this would have been the 90s, like mid to late 90s, when it was the heyday of the urban legend. Because people would just forward emails that they got warning each other of of, of uh, clowns at the edge of the woods who were I, what were the clowns doing? They were, were they doing, just lurking or yeah. were they stabbing? I think no. they were stabbing people, I, weren't they? I don't think they were doing anything. They just existed. They weren't stabby clowns. The first urban legend we ever really got involved with is when we we first started broadcasting in uh, in Wichita, Kansas. There was. Reported stories on the news of people's getting their ankles slashed, gang members, as an initiation. That's a common urban legend. Anything oh, yeah. involving gang well, members and initiation. It's so chilly, Jack. It, it, it was happening at the shopping mall. You would walk to your car, and as you were getting your keys out to get into your car, a gang member w- who was lurking beneath your car would reach out and slash your ankles. Yes, gang as, members were hiding under cars at the mall and slashing people's ankles as, ankles as an initiation. Yes. And we mocked it, and it was uh, for, and, and people were aghast. It was the first oh, yeah. time anybody had ever heard any of this. I just said, I don't believe this is happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was on the news. <laughs> and we were making fun of it. Because right. I don't know, for whatever reason, we just we saw through it immediately. And, and oh, people were so oh, angry yeah. at us yeah. for minimizing the threat and, and probably creating more victims. And then it, was, <laughs> it wasn't terribly long after that, maybe a couple of years after that, that we saw the explosion of the whole guy drinking in a hotel bar with some attractive woman uh, wakes up in the bathtub full of ice with a note, your kidneys have been removed, call 911. Barbaric! Of course, we, we mocked that one as well, and we had people who were beside themselves with anger, swearing that it was true because a woman their sister worked with, it had happened to her brother. A fool. It, it was always the friend of a friend. It was always precisely the same distance from the caller. Uh, but, man, people were just completely convinced of it. Well, there's, I guess, a uh, an online-induced panic now on Facebook the the mayor of Baltimore, Bernard Jack Young, said the other day, don't park near white van. Make sure you keep your cell phone in case someone tries to abduct you. Um, he said no. He was asked, did the Baltimore police tell you about this? No. He said no, but it's all over Facebook. And uh, apparently... Men driving white vans are kidnapping women all over the United States for sex trafficking and to sell body parts. So both. So the the the, the just they're going to make you a sex slave wasn't good enough. Somebody had to throw in and the body parts part. Um, uh, well, I guess you know I hate to be crass, but uh, I don't maybe, mind being crass. Okay, uh, <laughs> not with then, this story. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, y- y- you rope in reasonably young, reasonably attractive women with the sex slave thing, and then the not as young or attractive crowd with the they're going to rip out your kidneys oh, and sell them that, thing. That way you can frighten all women. Um, yeah. there, there are a number of problems with this. I can't believe the mayor actually talked about it. So I have to believe there's some sort of national enterprise that needed to have vans all look alike, like they're FedEx or something, because they needed to have like a uniform vehicle. For, well, you bought, got a got a deal by buying a fleet sale or what? <laughs> it's just hard to imagine why all the vans are white all across the country. So right, exactly. 
They're sitting there at the sex slave and body part snatching uh, boardroom and saying, listen, I think it's important that we have a, a uniform appearance. We have a professional appearance. Look, I just made a deal with Chevy for white vans. They can sell us 5,000 of them at a discount. So, I mean, some of our contractors are, are driving red vans, some of them brown vans. It's just, it's not good. It's called branding, people. Branding. And while there is no evidence of any such phenomenon in Baltimore or anywhere else, unconfirmed reports of suspicious white vans have exploded, so uh, shared hundreds of thousands of times in recent weeks. And at least one person who drives a white van is reported being harassed as a result of the rumors. I tell you what, if if you've ever wanted to be on the news and you have a white van, oh, there you go. call your local news station and tell them that people are screaming threats at you because you're white van you will be it's on the news You'll you will be on, be on the, the news, news tonight yeah oh this is just so funny sightings of suspicious white vans have been reported on facebook uh <laughs> they're always white that's great i know it's pretty funny you know another facebook story uh mark berserker berg and his crew are floating again the idea of limiting political ads and and labeling that they aren't fact-checked uh, just the whole the whole fact check thing, the whole social media platforms are going to tell us what we can believe and what we can't believe. It, uh, listen, maybe it's because of our line of work, but uh, I read so many so-called fact check columns that, you know, they'll fact check. The president says this new reform is good for the country. Well, fact check. It actually isn't good for the country because a lot of people will. I mean, that's that's not right. fact checking. All right. That's politics. Just cut it out, Mark. We don't want your help. We got this, uh, uh, people joining in with urban legends from the, through the years, the hypodermic needles in theater seats. I think I remember that. <laughs> what, when you put down the chair in the dark before you sit down, check, because people are putting hypodermic needles there. It's a, right. It's uh, hard to enjoy the movie with that needle sticking in your hiney. You're sitting there wondering what it just put in me and everything. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that was a gang initiation. I do remember the flashing lights. If somebody flashes their lights at you, don't flash your lights back. It's a gang initiation. They will they will then kill you, I think. They will turn around. They will follow you home. They will kill you. Right, which, of course, makes no sense whatsoever. No. And then they'll harvest your organs, of course. And sell them to, for people to have sex with them. You know, given the, the value of organs, I'm surprised there's not more organ harvesting. This job ever goes sideways, I may look into it. No, that's right. The gang members would cut your Achilles tendon so you couldn't run away. That was the right. especially gruesome aspect of that. Right. And they'd grab your organs. But I'm going to buy me some white vans. I'm going to hire some uh, doctors who are last in their class at medical school. But, you know, good enough. And I don't know. Snatch some folks, steal their organs. I'll bet they're harvesting organs in China like crazy. Oh, by the thousands, by yeah. the tens of thousands. It's guaranteed. Yeah. They got warehouses full of livers and spleens, whatever you need, man. You need your spleen gene? I got one for you. Right here. <sighs> It's not funny. It's not funny. Armstrong and Getty.